The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey just clear here. Usually we kind of use the first segment of the show to kind of set the stage and let everybody know what's going to be happening over the next 90 minutes. But today we're diving head first right into it. We're going straight to the phone lines. We have South Terrebonne baseball coach, Coach Mike Barba on the line for the first segment of the show. Coach Barba, good morning, buddy. How are you today? Hey, I'm I'm doing good. Glad to uh, be here talking to you again. It's always a good time. Absolutely, my friend, and, and mutual. We, the feeling is the same. Uh, you guys are into your off season now, getting ready to play some summer baseball. And you know the the great part about winning a state championship is you know hey it lasts forever. The I guess kind of the downside is hey you got to start a whole another season just a couple weeks after it happened. So how has that been so far? That transition going from one year to the next. Uh, yeah, it's been. Uh busy uh you know you think when the season's over no matter how it ends that it slows down a little bit or whatever and you get time to relax but the way baseball is and had buds right up against the summertime and trying to prepare for the next season and the new team uh there is no downtime and uh you know on top of that i do football as well so i'm just constantly going 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 but uh you know i wouldn't do it if i didn't love it so Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. And, and and how have the kids have been? Man, I mean, it's an experience, like we said, that they're going to have for the rest of their lives. You guys inspired an entire community. And, you know, but now, you know, for, you know, football and baseball-wise, those kids got to put in the work and try to, you know, it's one thing to get there. It's another thing to try to stay there. That's a difficult thing. How have the kids' mindset been, you know, approaching this summer? Good. You know, uh, kind of as much as I could, let them, you know, kind of do their own thing. Uh, you know, some of them jumped literally straight into football two days later. Uh, so, um, you know, it's not much of a break there. Um, but, you know, they, they're doing well and they're enjoying it, obviously. And, you know, all the little festivities after, the, you know, the celebrations and stuff that kids really enjoy. And, and they deserve it. You know, they're heroes of what they did in their community. And, uh, you know, some of them jumping straight into football. So they don't really have time to, you know, decompress and, and kind of take it easy and, and really let what happened set in. But I'm sure it'll hit them if it hadn't already. So, Coach, tell me this. Um, you know, different coaches have different answers to this, and, and you work with both football and baseball, so you're maybe the best person to ask this. Is there an opportunity to carry some of that baseball momentum into the next sport? Some coaches will say, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a great chance to build on that momentum. And then others will be like, well, what does hitting a baseball have to do with shooting a basketball or whatever? And, you know, they say it's kind of two different things. Can you guys carry that momentum forward? Is it something that, you know, a, a momentum wave that you guys could ride into football? Yeah, I, I think they can. Um, but I, I do think it's also a learning experience too, uh, for them. And to be able to come off of that high, uh, you know, playing in front of that crowd and with, with that amount of, weight you know into every pitch and and just the mental capacity it takes to be in a game like that and then to come down off of that high into a practice or a film session where it's nobody watching you it's quiet you're listening now you got to learn and it's it's a learning experience for them and then to be able to flip the switch and get geared up again and, and be focused and work hard and um you know it's it's a little bit different but I think they can handle it. You know, they just have to understand what they did mentally 
that put them in a position to succeed in baseball and carry that on over to football. And when they can do that and understand what happened, um, they'll be able to kind of carry some momentum. And then that's one thing Coach Babin kind of talked about with some of the guys, uh, you know, when, when they first got back to, to football practice was ride that high, you know, bring that energy, bring that momentum into football, uh, you know, that, that winning mentality and get some of that and spread it. You know, it's like hitting is contagious in baseball. Well, so is winning if you can do the right things mentally and carry that stuff over. So talk to me about this is, you know, you are in a situation now where you had said coaching the football and the baseball, and now you're, you know, doing some summer football and spring football, whatever it may be. And you're doing it, walking through the coach's office and your dad's not there. He's, you know, stepping away from coaching. That's all you've ever known as a player. And then as a young assistant coach, What's that been like, you know, to not have, you know, him there to, you know, coach with and everything? It's got to be a little bit of a different feeling. It is. Um, and honestly, I don't think it's uh, really hit me yet. You know, I think it'll really hit me when it's Friday night and, uh, you know, we're not shaking hands before the game or whatever. And, you know, that's, that's when it's really going to set in, I think, to me. But, uh, you know, look, throughout my my time of being a student at South Terrebonne and coaching and being a teacher and faculty member, uh, he, he's always let me do <clears throat> kind of my thing. You know, he, he was never really, you know, always peeking around the corner or checking in on me. He, he let me learn. He let me take my lumps. Uh, but he, he was always there to kind of talk through it. And he's still going to be there to do those things when I, when I need him. Uh, but he, he did a good job of kind of setting this moment up. And I kind of knew it was coming. Um, so, you know, it will definitely hit me. It will definitely be tough when uh, Friday's come around and he's not next to me. Uh, but, you know, he deserves that. He deserves that time off. And uh, I know he's going to be at the games. I know he's not going to be able to stay away. There's no doubt about that, brother. No doubt about that. So let's talk about this. You know, you guys obviously win the championship this past season in baseball, and that was an amazing thing. Now, one thing I was kind of talking about with my buddies the weekend after it happened was you guys had to go through a lot of heartache to get there. You know, you made it to Sulphur the year before and, and came up on a short end of a, just a very difficult loss and then had to endure some bumps and bruises along the way this past year to get there. If not for the Sulphur experience the year before, do you think that you guys would have still been in the position that you were in to take it all this year? Because I feel like one thing kind of led to the other and it was all part of the sequencing of it all. Do you think that they all kind of worked hand in hand like that? Man, uh, oof, to, to answer that question, that was tough. To to think if we wouldn't have made it to Sulphur last year, we would have been able to do what we did this year. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know, I, I do think there's no doubt about it that the Sulphur experience last year helped. Uh, you got kind of the scenery out of the way. You got the atmosphere out of the way. Uh, that definitely helped. But to say, you know, uh, that we would have, oh, man, that's that's tough. You know, I think we had a really good team this year, and I, I think, you know, if the hurricane wouldn't have hit us the way it did, you know, maybe the regular season goes differently. Um, and who knows? I, I don't know. It's to, to – to even think about what happened this year and the way it happened is is still like there's no expression that I can come up with to describe exactly what happened. 
You know, you get wiped out with a hurricane. Your schedule is completely flipped upside down. You have no field. You go to one school, and then you practice at a completely uh, other school. And then you, you go on and, and do what they did, those kids did. And, man, do I think the soft experience helped them last year? No doubt. Do I think we make the same run if we don't get there next year? I have no idea. Yeah. It, That's it, honest. True. It's a fun hypothetical to talk about, but you're right. There's really no way of knowing. Now, one thing that is, is going to be interesting, Coach, is looking around the landscape. The LHSA has kind of redefined what a select school is, and that's going to change some of these brackets up a little bit. What are your thoughts about, you know, my opinion is this, and it's always been this, is if we're going to be separated, we should probably be separated in every sport, and we should probably remove these open enrollment schools and, like, truly do it the right way. What are your thoughts as you're seeing them kind of redefine what a select school is? Yeah, you know, uh, I, th I think the whole thing is to try to get on an even playing field. Um, and, I, and I think that the split gets, you know, a, a bad rap and all this other stuff. But, look, it, it, there's no doubt about it, whether you're a public school or, or private school or whatever it is, that if, if you're pulling from a bigger population, the chances of you running into a few kids that can make a big difference increases. Um, versus if you only can pull from a smaller population, you know, that, that same percentage doesn't doesn't equal out. It's not the same. So, you know, going by what they did, and I think the big fuss was before, was that, you know, private schools recruit and all this other stuff, and then the big fuss was, well, public schools do it too in these open enrollment parishes. Well, now those people are in the same boat, you know, so I don't know what's going to happen next. I did kind of see a little rough number or whatever um, of the schools that moved, you know, and it looks like there's going to be some playoff brackets that are going to have to change as well. You, got, you yeah. might have to reduce some of the numbers in the playoffs um, from 32 to 20-something or 16 or whatever it is, depending on how many numbers you ha actually have. But, uh, you know, look, the only way to really make it all fair is to just give everybody the same rule. Uh, just open everything up, and it's going to be like a collegiate setting, you know. <laughs> You're going to start seeing facilities grow because people are going to want to recruit the best. and It's going to be the wild, wild west. But that really, that's the only way you can really make it fair. And no matter what they do, you'll never satisfy everybody. No, that's, that's the best phrase that anyone has ever said on this show. No matter what you do, you're never going to satisfy everybody. That's so true. Um, Coach, in terms of, you know, where you guys are with uh, planning, you know, what you guys are going to do for the team of last year, have you guys, like, designed your ring? I saw you guys had, like, some merchandise and some shirts and everything. What goes into all that? Like, do you guys do that? Are you working with the ring company? Because, like, that's a big deal, man. That's something they're going to have for the rest of their lives. Talk to, talk to us about that process because, look, it's not every day we could have a state championship coach on to talk about such things. Yeah, you know, going back to the, the beginning of the, uh, the conversation, when the last out's made, you think you're able to relax. Well, it's <laughs> not, because now you gotta uh, you got to set up all this other stuff uh, to, that goes with it, you know, and you order shirts, and you got to set the design. and You know, like you just said, this stuff doesn't really happen often. You know, I, look, I hope we go out next year and make another run and do all these other things, but you also got to understand how hard it is to do it. And especially with the district we're going to have, but anyways, uh, you know, you want to make it nice and you want the kids to have something that they're proud of and, and to show off on their work desk in 20 years or whatever it is that they're doing. 
uh, and not just put it in a box and put it in a closet. So you want to make it nice, and it's a lot of pressure to do so because you may not have another chance to do it again. So, uh, you know, it's been fun. Uh, the kids have had a lot of input on their rings and, and their design. So that's good. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to getting them. We should have them at the end of August. No, beginning of August is when we're expected to have them. That's really, really cool. And it's awesome to hear that the turnaround is so short and that you guys will be able to enjoy that. And, you know, man, it just creates layers and layers, man, because I'm sure there are times where, you know, you're walking around and people now are recognizing you. Hey, coach, you know, congratulations. You probably don't even know who the heck they are. And then that's going to be a whole nother layer when you get that ring and you're on your finger and you're going to be reliving that all over again, man. It just never stops, does it? Yeah, look, if I can bottle up the feeling of that last out and just kind of use it every now and then throughout your li- the rest of my life or whatever, that'd be the greatest thing I think that could ever happen. You know, just the, there's no, it's a feeling that you've never experienced before in your life. And to have a ring or a shirt or something that brings you back to that moment, um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to just look at that thing on the desk and kind of get chills again. Uh, of what those kids did and, and not only what they did, but when they did it and how they did it with the adversity they were faced with. It is, uh, man, it's a story that it's hard to tell. Yep, very well done. Well, look, my man, we thank you so much for the time. We're going to chat again soon, okay, buddy? All right, thank you. Yep, that is Coach Mike Barber with South Terrebonne Baseball doing an excellent job. It's play-by-play here. We don't usually start with a call-in guest. But today we're going to have Brian Colley in the next segment of the show for his usual Monday 11.45 interview then. We're going to have Brian Colley's successor, Brody Williams, at Tarpon Basketball at noon to kind of talk about where Tarpon Basketball is heading over the summer. Then at 12.15, we'll kind of do our top of the show segment where we break down some of the headlines in local high school athletics. There are some interesting things going on. Some interesting decisions have been made over the weekend in terms of a coach leaving the area, and we'll kind of break that down for you. 12.30, we've got our W's and our L's, and 12.45, we've got our betting picks. It's play-by-play. We'll catch our first break. When we get out of our first break, we're going to Brian Colley over at South Lafouche Campus. You're listening to Play-by-Play here on KLEB. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You have a pest control problem roundtree's pest control and supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business they carry a full line of professional products for termites mosquitoes ants wasps fleas bed bugs mice and rats or any other pest control needs you may have that's roundtree's pest control and supplies call 985-475-3314 that's roundtree's pest control and supplies Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by health grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by health grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying their Monday as best as you can enjoy a Monday. Monday's usually kind of a dreary day as you're getting out of the weekend, still kind of sluggish, don't want to be there. But anyway, we go to the phone lines now. We have South Lavouche High School Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley on for his usual Monday interview. Coach Colley, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Casey. Doing well. Yes, sir. Happy to hear it. Uh, it's a busy time of the year, just in that you guys are still in school. You got summer workouts for basketball. They're playing, you know, maybe some team camps game or two here and there. Football's doing, lift, you know, weightlifting and seven on seven. Baseball's playing their whole swampland season. If you're a student athlete, girls' basketball's rolling. I believe volleyball and softball are doing some stuff as well. If you're a student athlete, there is a whole lot going on right now. Yeah, just because it's the end of the school year does not mean that there's nothing going on. Like you just mentioned, there's a ton of stuff going on uh, with all of our sports and Everyone's uh, getting ready for the, the summer months and putting their stuff in, they changing stuff or just fine-tuning on what they're working on and trying to get ready for next season. So talk to us about, you know, what that's, that process is like. When did that start? Because, like, when I was in high school, there really wasn't a whole lot of summer stuff. Like, you did a little bit here and there, worked out here and there. When did that really start to, like, blow, blow up and, you know, kind of blossom? And – how big of a game changer was that to have more of that time and that exposure with the kids during the summer months? It started a few years back, you know, when uh, teams started going, you have a a team camp here or there or some summer leagues and uh, other sports just started. And and pretty much it's, you know, they were talking football year-round sport and other sports started doing the same thing. And I think a lot of our sports now, on a high school level, it's kind of year-round. And what I mean by year-round is with, you know, just the conditioning that you're doing, the fundamentals that you work on, uh, team camps that you can go to, individual camps that you can go to. And a lot of these 
teams and schools are doing it. So uh, it puts pressure on coaches where you have to do work in the summer if you want to keep up with these teams because if not, uh, they'll, they'll pass you up because it's, uh, it's a great opportunity to get your, your team better in the summer and improve. And sometimes these coaches just take a back seat and if you don't want to work and put a time in in the summer, uh, you'll get passed up. In Texas, seven-on-seven football is part of the varsity curriculum. They played in the spring, and that's not ever come to Louisiana. It's not really not ever kind of been talked about a whole lot, a little bit here and there. But do you ever see a world 10, 15, 20 years down the line where we're just playing football year-round and, you know, you get out of the fall and then you go into the spring and have a seven-on-seven season? Uh, I hope not. You know, I mean, I know on a high school level, these kids need breaks and um, I, you know, I hope it doesn't, that, that doesn't come to happen, but, uh, you know, definitely in the summertime, the seven on seven leagues is, uh, is, is big for some teams, even though teams that don't throw the ball, it's, uh, gives you some time to, uh, to work on different things and maybe, you know, get them out of the, out of the comfort zone and, and work on it. And, you know, for example, uh, when I was doing basketball, we would go to a UNO's team camp and they had a shot clock. And we played with a shot clock, and I never thought I would coach a game, you know, with a shot clock involved. But it just gave us a different aspect of our game that we had to work on, and we with better time in the summer to work on it. Yeah, no doubt about that. So let's talk about some LHSA news and notes and a little bit of gossip that kind of broke in the last week or so as they have redefined what a select school is going to be. They are now removing open enrollment parish schools. They're removing, you know, charter schools and magnet schools and, quite frankly, schools that should have never been public schools in the first place, in my opinion. But what are your thoughts as they're kind of tightening up and, you know, hey, man, now it's going to be if you are choosing your kids outside of a boundary zone, you're going to be a select school. And I think that that's the way it always should have been. What say you? Uh, yeah, I agree. That's the way it should be kind of levels the playing field maybe a little bit if you get in your school uh, you, a student athlete where they're in your parish and they can go to any school in that parish just because they offer a certain uh, curriculum in that school well that should make you a select school because it is and uh, <clears throat> my only question or concern about this is why is it, it it's done now in June uh, we have con- uh, our convention every year in January where the principals vote on all these uh, bylaws and all in the handbook. Why is that not brought up in, in January? Because what I understand now is that they passed it, but in January, if there's enough principals who are against what the executive committee just passed, then it, it, it goes away. So um, I, I just wish it would have been done at, at one time in January when it uh, should be done. Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that, but boy, what a mess that would be if it's ratified in June and then overturned in January. That would be a big, big mess. Now, one thing of concern to me, and and you know maybe I'm just a worry ward and this is not something to worry about, but when I see all these little projections of what's going to be where and who's going to be going where, I'm sure you've seen that, that little chart too. South Lafouche is the highest enrollment for a school, which, hey, if that's how it goes, that'd be great, that'd be fun, that'd be awesome. But does that put the school closer to the number of the threshold maybe for being a 5A school? And is that anything that folks need to worry about? Is that is there a possibility that you guys could switch over? Or are you guys locked into being 4A? No, uh, there's a possibility. But, Casey, if you really look at it, uh, 
take the hurricane out, we are five A school. Yeah. Our and our enrollment actually went up uh, before the storm. So if the storm doesn't happen, we we would be playing five A school, five uh, A schedule for the next uh, two years. Storm comes now. You know we lost some kids, students from it. So now we're at four A. And right now you're right as. Uh, it looks we would be the biggest for a school, which uh, I mean it could change because te- uh, teams um, schools have what a couple of weeks where they can tweak their charter or their rules if they're going to be a select school or not. If the wording on it can change, so if they change their wording, they might go from a select back to a non-select, which would that would help us, I guess, in fact, because. Maybe more schools would come into uh, the 4A. Uh, but uh, it depends, too, on the enrollment. If a, sc- a school with a less enrollment than us comes back from the select part into 4A, then it might bump us 5A. So it could happen. So tell me about this. Is that, um, okay, yeah, we, we've tightened up this wording and, you know, we've defined select schools differently and different schools are going to be going over. Um I think that now the next step, and maybe this is going to be happening in January, maybe it's going to be happening a year from now, who knows. The next step, I think now, coaches, they need to lessen the amount of teams that make the playoffs because, okay, 4A, I believe, is losing like four or five or maybe even six or seven public schools that were once public schools now to the private side, which is going to mean that that's fewer teams to pull from for postseason in a playoff bracket in baseball I'm talking about specifically where – like the 30 seed probably shouldn't be a playoff team anyway. So now it's going to be even more watered down than that. We've got to cut these brackets to 24 teams and give the first eight teams buys because if not, the first round is going to be nothing but blowouts. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yes, 100%. If we have, I believe it's 39 schools maybe that might feel like make up the 40 class. You cannot have 32 teams out of 39 making the playoffs. You, you have to cut it to 24 and give the first eight. And after that first round, it's back to normal like we are right now. So uh, I think it's a no-brainer that you cut the teams down from 30, uh, 32 to, to 24 if uh, it stays the way it is and you got only 39 teams in a class. Yeah, I think that that's the next step. I think that's the only logical thing to happen. Um Coach, I know in terms of, you know, summer months, you guys are getting a little bit closer to your athletic physical date, and you got a lot of paperwork and everything that you're doing. How's that process been, and how's everything going on the AD side so far? Hey, Casey, let me one more comment, if you don't mind, on yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're talking about uh, the next step in, in this whole process is it, to split uh, everything. Yeah. All sports. Every sport, yes. You know, uh, yes, and that's kind of hopefully – uh, they talk about that in, in, in the next meetings or so because uh, it's just it's it's not fair to out why you're going to split some sports and not all sports. It should be all or none, and hopefully um, they take a look at that and split all the sports. You know, or if they don't want to do that, bring it all together again. You know, it's funny because I'm reading last week and you know, I'm seeing Mr. Bonine say, "Oh well, my question would be, you know, why isn't everything split?" And the whole time I'm reading to myself like. You're the executive director, bro. <laughs> like, why are you yeah. asking these questions? It's very easy. Why he should bring it up and and do it and, and pass it in June like they do now. 
Yeah. <laughs> because when they bring it up to all the principals in, in January, it seems never to pass. Why not just do it now and, and try and get it passed? But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. And hopefully, because uh, the smaller sports are definitely suffering, and it's just uh, it's not fair when you, why some sports you split and some you don't. It just, to me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Coach, before we let you go, in terms of, you know, athletic director side of things, summer's usually a pretty busy time. You're keeping on top of everything, staying ready for the upcoming school year. Uh, how's that going so far? Yeah, you know, it's going 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 good right now. Uh, just it's going to be a little different. We talk about it, you know, every week about this where uh, we're still in school. And you uh, were talking to Miss Lagarde this morning, and I said some things that normally in June – we're out of school. You come to school as an AD, and you okay. We got to start working on this. Well, we're in school right now, and there's some things that we got to plan for next year. You kind of forget because you think your mind thinking, well, you're still in May. We're still in school. I got some time to do it, and you really don't. Uh, so in that aspect, it's a little different, but it's going well. And uh, you know, our kids are adjusting to it, and. Football is starting there after school, where there's summer conditioning, where they can do it after school, and uh, kids got basketball practices after volleyball, and, uh, and you know it is all going on. But it's going well right now. On July 18th is when we're going to uh, have our athletic physicals, where uh, we get doctors that come in and get physicals free of charge. And I strongly suggest and urge all the parents out there, if you're listening, and kids, athletes, to come. Take advantage of these free physicals so that you can get on the same timeline as all our athletes and you won't have physicals expiring during the school year. Very, very good. Well, look, brother, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again next Monday. Okay, pal? Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Yep. That is Coach Brian Colley doing a great job as always. He is going to be heading to the summer without a team to coach, which I know is a little bit different, but he's going to stay busy doing all his AD stuff. Look, that's hard work, man. Like, keeping on top of all that paperwork, and, like, that's hard work. That's not an easy thing. But they pull it off, and they make it look easy, which is, I think, a testament to the hard work that they've all done. I want to remind everybody of something. Our old, our good friends over at Terrebonne High School are having their football shrimp boil. The uh, food will be boiled on June the 10th, this coming Friday. $15 per plate. Cash or checks can be made payable to Terrebonne High School. Please have all money collected and ready at the time of delivery. To place an order, email terribonefootball at yahoo.com or call 985-226-3770. That's 226-3770 or 262-9840. 262-9840. Let's support our friends over at Terrebonne High School Football with their annual shrimp boil. Let's catch a break when we get back. Brody Williams of South Lafouche High School will be talking about how that basketball program's looking. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. 
Fleet Supply. Offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit TG Health System. Back to play-by-play here on KLEB. We have made the attempt to get Coach Brody Williams. Just shot him a text letting him know that we got his voicemail. Hopefully he will give us a call in this segment of the show. It's play-by-play. We haven't had a chance to thank our sponsors yet today, so we'll do so now. I want to thank the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held on July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. <clears throat> also, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials. Got you covered for all your roofing needs. How about Rouse's Markets? Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Taste Like Home. What about Buzz Off? The only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And then also Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics, community youth sports organizations. I could read that dang sheet without it even in front of me anymore. I could read it in my sleep. We thank our amazing sponsors for allowing us to be here 
and to continue to do the work that we do. Um, in lieu of Coach Brody, we're going to kind of do a little bit of a general high school segment here. Uh, interesting news over the weekend is word got out that Darren Moore of Central Lafouche, the Central Lafouche high school football coach, had resigned from his position in Matthews. Coach Moore had been there approximately four months, got hired in February, lasted throughout the remainder of the school year, and then resigned at the beginning of June. Um, now the second coach of the offseason over at Central Lafouche that accepts the job and then resigns before coaching a game. I'm trying to think of a way to say this without like angering people up the body. You guys got to do better. Um, I don't know if it's a situation of evaluating the hiring process and hiring better and hiring guys that kind of understand the situation better. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's creating more support for the program behind the scenes and getting more support for the program, you know, kind of behind closed doors. But this can't happen. The reason why this happened, y'all, by and large, and I didn't actually get a chance to speak with Coach Moore, so I apologize in advance if I'm kind of putting words in his mouth here on the air. I don't intend to do that. But one of the big roots of his frustration was the fact that he didn't have any assistant coaches, like none. Like he had like one or two coaches, that's it. At a 5A school. A rebuilding 5A school that hasn't won a game in two years. They didn't have any coaches. That wouldn't happen down the bayou at South Lafouche. That wouldn't happen at South Lafouche. You know why? Because if a new head football coach were, were in place and he needed staffing, he would get it. Either through the school or through the community, he would get volunteers. And look, I'm tired of hearing about, oh, teacher pay, you know, Lafouche can't keep up. I'm I'm tired of hearing that. That's an excuse. It's an excuse because South Lafouche, BJ's full. He can't take any more coaches. Chris over at Thibodeau, he's full. He can't take any more. Oh, the teacher pay is bad. The teacher pay is bad. Then do different. Do something else. Think outside of the box. Figure out a way to make it work. You think that Nichols is paying top dollar for all of their guys out there at Thibodeau? Coach Rebo has made it work. It's easy to make excuses and talk about all the challenges and all the different things that are pulling against you. It's another thing to find the effort, energy, and intensity to just reverse it and make it work. The alumni of that community, you guys have got to do better to support the program that taught you the fundamentals of life. There is no way that program should have been entering the spring and summer with just a handful of assistant coaches. No way. You see in social media after the story is posted, every Tom, Dick, and Harry, oh, I want to coach, I want to coach, I want to coach. Well, where the hell were you in the last several months when the program was sinking? You were watching it sink. It's easy to say on social media that you want to coach. It's another thing to get off your behind and actually go and put in the application and do it. I feel terrible for those kids at Central Lafouche. Terrible. First and foremost, I get that they don't have a whole lot of numbers in their program right now because the program has been struggling. So for the kids who actually wrote it out and still want to be part of that, 
to not have a clear defined leader, that's horrible. That's horrible. Those kids deserve to be wanted. Those kids deserve to have someone to look up to, deserve to have someone to rally around. I don't know if it's an issue with administration at the school. I like Coach uh, you know, Coach Pop, and I like Coach Arnold, who's the principal. There. I don't think they're doing anything wrong, but they've got to refine their process for how they're getting these guys in place. You hired Dre, who... Let's be honest, didn't hold his word and kind of cheaply went to Plaquem in just a couple days after taking the central job, knowing he was in play for the central LaFouche job. He handled that situation wrong. We've detailed that here on the show. Um, but then you get, you know, Coach Moore and, and he doesn't have like a great support system, and they've got to do more to build this thing back up. Because you can't have, okay, the coach you hired three coaches ago was there for two years. Didn't win a single game. That obviously wasn't working out. Through no fault of anybody, I'm just saying it wasn't working out. It is what it is. He goes to Morgan City. Then the next coach you hire never coaches a game. Then the coach you hire after that never coaches a game. At a 5A school. This is stuff you would expect to happen at a Class 1A school with like 100 kids in the school. No. This is happening at a 5A school. Something's got to be different. Something They've got to change their process. They've got to figure out a way to get some support. There are players there. There are dudes that could go there. David Robinson, who's playing at Nichols right now, he was there. <laughs> uh, you know, the little running back they had a couple years ago, the Allen kid, he was a monster. He was there. I, there, there are too many. It, it's easy. It, it's, it's just too easy and too convenient to say, Oh, bro, the pay's bad. We can't find nobody. Think outside of the box and make it work. If you put in the right effort, the right energy, and the right positivity towards something, you could make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what. And the only reason that Central Lafouche is chicken you-know-what right now is because they've let it get to that point by letting the morale drop, by not taking pride in what they're doing, and by just kind of being content to... Oh, you know, it is what it is. We play Hanville, Destron, and St. John. It's going to be a struggle. We'll take what we could get. That's so unfair. That's so unfair. So if we got any Central Lafouche alumnus that are listening, and you have the opportunity and the time and the availability to help out, please do so, even if just for a year. Like, let's just transition this thing forward. Like, let's just keep this boat floating for another year. If you don't have those resources and you got a, a job that doesn't allow you to do that, I understand that. But if you know somebody who could help, go help. I know there are coaches in the stands every time I go there. So, you know, use that talent wisely. And to the kids, if we got any kids that are listening, please, please don't give up. Please don't quit. Please keep pushing forward. This is a tough experience right now, and I feel so desperately for you all. But keep pushing forward forward because there's always a rainbow at the end of every thunderstorm you guys are in the middle of a storm right now and it sucks it sucks knowing that every third or fourth week you've got a different head coach and you're changing your weight routine and you're learning a new playbook and everybody on campus that doesn't play football is telling you guys that you suck because you didn't have a good year last year to hell with all that noise keep pushing forward because you will be a better adult for all the struggles that you're undergoing right now you will be a better adult and in a position to be more successful because of the struggles that you're going through. So please keep keep pushing and know that if for nothing else, I'm rooting for you all. I'm rooting for you all. And I know there are a lot of other people rooting for you all too. 
wanted to get that off my chest, man, because it, it angered me over the weekend seeing all the people say, oh, you know, it's, it's, too, it's hard. It's hard. You can't find anybody. Like hell you can't find anybody. South Lafourche's got a full staff. Thibodeau's got a full staff. Our local middle schools have full staffs. It can be done. You've just got to do the grassroots and do the little legwork in between to actually make it happen. It's play-by-play, and you've got a very angry radio host right now who needs a commercial break, so let's take it. When we get back, we're going to try Coach Brody again. If we can't get him, we're going to get our weekend W's and L's. You're listening to play-by-play and Kaylee B. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Yep, it's that time of year. Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by shorts in December. Saturday, we have bingo and mimosas. DJ Frozen again. Rough and ready, we have our awards, a live auction. And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchard, and reserve or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, Choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. Baby, you a song, you make me want to roll my 
Oh, Lord. That's some good summertime music there. Florida Georgia Line here on Play by Play. We've got about another 40 minutes to spend with you all. We did get a hold of Coach Brody Williams. He's on the line now. We tried to get him in the last segment. I know how it goes, Coach Brody. You don't have great service at the school, but good afternoon, buddy. How are you doing today? Doing well, Casey. How about y'all? We're doing fine, buddy. You guys are in the beginnings of your summer for both football and basketball. Let's start with basketball. Uh, where are you guys playing? I know you're going to be going to some team camps, but did you pick up like any like single games anywhere here or there? Tell us about your summer schedule. Yeah, so at the end of this week, on Friday and Saturday, we're going. we got three games each day for a total of six games at uh, E.D. White Catholic High School. Um, on Friday, we're going to be playing at 5, 7, and 8. And then uh, we turn around the next day on Saturday, we play at – Three, four, and six. Three, four, and six. So we get good quality, you know, games, get some reps in. Um, and then next week on June 14th, we play Central Lafouche at Central Lafouche for like a little team scrimmage. And uh, they're doing the same thing the following Monday on the 20th. Okay. Yeah, very good. So. Hell, man, you guys will be playing three games both days. That's going to be six games in the next couple of days. You're going to learn a lot about your team. Got an opportunity to grow a little bit. Talk about some things you're hoping to see from the Tarpons. I'm hoping to see that we uh, we, we compete. We we play, you know, how we played in the past, hard nose, outworking opponents, playing hard defense, playing team basketball and offense, not trying to, you know, do too much individually, uh, trusting the system that, you know, it's going to put you in the spots to score, and you don't have to try to, uh, you know, create yourself. You can, you can uh, let the offense get you your looks and stuff like that. So, I mean, a lot of what we've looked for in the past, you know, hard nose defense, playing, playing solid team ball and offense. I'm just looking to compete and uh, get some some guys some reps. Some guys that might not got varsity reps last year, and they're going to get some some experience, and hopefully, it's going to help them going on to uh, going on to the next season. So talk to me about this, Coach, is that, okay, everything that you just said a minute ago, I agree with it 100%. You know, hey, get some offense through, you know, running the system and running the sets and everything, and you're not too much individualism and whatever it may be. But the next question that I have to that is you got to do that could sometimes break away from the set and go and make something really incredible happen. You got the leading scorer in Class 4A returning, and there are times where the play breaks down and he just goes does something crazy. How do you juggle between, you know, that, all right, we're going to run this, and then also juggle the fact that, well, sometimes BJ may just go off the dribble and do something that only he could do. How do you juggle that? Yeah, so a player like that, you got to let him uh, start the bells ring. A player like that, you got to uh, you got to make sure that they they understand they do have a little more uh, you know freedom because they they can create and create other opportunities for, for teammates, but. Um, it's it's a fine line. You don't want them to do too much where yeah. they feel like they have to take over a game, but they do have that freedom and that ability to uh, to maybe step out a little bit and do do kind of their own thing and create. Uh, and I, I'm I'm gonna allow BJ to do that, of course, uh, but he has to understand in his position also when we you know we have to do more team oriented stuff. And I think he's gonna I think he's gonna understand that. I think he knows when when he's gonna be called upon and when he. Uh, when he's going to have to maybe um, sit back and let other guys do some scoring or do some stuff as well in offense. Yeah, no doubt. That's a good answer. Um, and the next question kind of to that is, you know, I was asked by someone who 
is kind of connected, you know, to, you know, college athletics and, you know, some scouting and different things of the sort. And they asked me, they said, hey, what does this kid have to do? Like, what are some of his strengths? What are some of his weaknesses? What are some of the things he has to get better at? And one of the things that I told them is, well, I think he has to become a little bit of a better passer. Not that he's a selfish player, not that he's a ball hog. That's not what I'm trying to say. But this coming season, he's going to be doubled a lot. He's going to be boxing one a lot. And I think that how well he's able to pass out of those situations and create offense for his teammates is going to be a big factor in determining how your season goes. What are you seeing in terms of that so far this summer? Absolutely. So I think you hit the nail right on the head where, especially if he's in the post, they, they can, teams are going to know if he gets the ball in the post, they got to go double him or he's, he's going to eat them, you know, eat them alive all night. So passing out of the post and, and on the perimeter and knowing that it's okay to pass up one shot because if you pass and cut and get moving, then you're going to get another opportunity at another time. Uh, that's kind of what I meant when I said, you know, trusting the system. Like, you don't have to score, you know, 10 seconds into the possession. You can let it take 30, 40 seconds if that's what it takes. There's going to be a breakdown. And if he gets it near the rim, one-on-one situation, I, I believe in his abilities nine out of ten times. He's going to be able to finish or draw a foul. So, uh, I think the way you sell it to him is if you, if you, if you pass better, it's actually going to lead, in my opinion, to you scoring more or getting more opportunities to score. So I know football has brought up a select few ninth graders, and they're working with the varsity throughout the summer and actually did spring with the team. Baseball, kind of the same situation. Chandler has some of the – and whenever I say ninth graders, I mean eighth graders right now who are going to be ninth graders. Uh, Chandler's done the same thing where he's kind of brought a few of those kids up, gotten a look at them. Basketball-wise, are you doing any of that? Because i got to tell you, dude, I saw a lot of middle school ball. You are going to have some ninth graders coming up who are going to be in position to maybe play kind of early. So how are you guys going to juggle that? Right. This, this summer, we didn't do none of that because we know it's going to be a limited summer being in school and stuff. And I know you know other sports are, but um, maybe something for, for the future to look at. But as far as this year, they're going to – like we have in the past, they're gonna try out in the in the fall, and um, if they're good enough, if we look after they try out in the fall and they're good enough to step kind of like Nick Coleman, if we can tell that they're good enough to maybe contribute on the varsity or JV level, then they'll be called up called up upon. But I didn't want to have to try them out in, in May and then give them, you know, and then say, okay, well, only some of y'all is gonna come in the summer, and then the other ones get, you know, be like, well, why I can't play in the summer also. Uh, but definitely something I might be looking at in the future. Uh, it's just this year it didn't pan out too well to, to work out. Yeah, I got you. That, that sounds good. Um, okay, so how important are your are these summer games to building depth? Because, like, okay, I know you're going to rely on Daniels. I know you're going to rely on Coleman and Kale and Cureall. And, like, you got a handful, four or five guys who have played some varsity. But I think you guys are going to be working hard over the summer to develop, you know, that six, seven, eight guy. How important is this summer towards building that depth and figuring out who you're going to be able to trust when the season rolls around? I think I think it's very important because uh, really you can do as much practice as you want and even practicing against good players like BJ Coleman, but until you get in the game and you actually do it and and you know you run the sets against the team and you see how other teams are playing you and you play defense against other you know different kinds of offenses and different types of players. Uh, until you do that, you really you at a disadvantage and a lot of our our players are young and they never got varsity experience yet. So I think particularly for the team we got this year, summer is going to help them tremendously because they'll be able to uh, get some much needed reps and 
And I think it builds their confidence once they realize, okay, I can play on the varsity level, I can hang with some of these guys. They take that confidence and that, you know, that strength into the season, and they just keep growing from that point. So what's the mindset of your guys' summer approach in that, okay, a lot of coaches say, hey, man, we're going to just play everybody. If we win, awesome. If not, no big deal. What's your mindset? How are you guys going to be approaching these summer games? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Obviously, we want to try to win because, you know, you don't want to go a whole summer without winning. That's kind of demoralizing. But then in the next breath, it's not, you know, it really don't count for anything. So um, I think it's going to be a mixture of both. You know, in tight situations, we're going to put the guys like we would in a regular game. We're going to put the guys in there to try to win the game. Um, but we are going to try to play uh, the guys we think that's going to help on varsity. You know, and there's sometimes it's what happens in, in summer games, especially like the last game, the third game, both teams are tired. Coaches will get together and say, hey, how about we just play our JV guys this game? And, you know, we'll get reps for our JV guys that way. It happens ever since I've been coaching. It happened many, many times. So hopefully some of that happens. I know talking to Coach Latin on the Central, we might do, you know, different types of scrimmages where we get different groups of guys in there. So it's best on best, and JV on JV, or second best or second best. So I think we'll get plenty of reps. But ultimately we do want to try to uh, to win, to build that confidence and you know, buy in and get that the belief system that oh, what we're doing is gonna pay off in the end. I asked Darian this last week. Darian Jenkins, of course, your women's basketball coach there at the school. I asked her, "What is it going to feel like to be back home, to where you could practice at home, where you could you know host home games?" And from what I hear, that's a more realistic possibility than what maybe some people realize. They're trying to get you guys up and running maybe September, October, whatever it may be. So there is a faint possibility, maybe even more than a faint possibility, maybe even a pretty good possibility of you guys being at home at least some part of the next year. What that's going to be like, man, because I know, look, we're all grateful to Central. It's been, you know, they've been wonderful hosts and everything of the sort. But there's no place like home. There's no place like being in the tank or in the big blue gym with the fish painted on the wall. And it's going to be great to be back. Oh, absolutely. Not only for the uh, for the practice situation, it was going to make it a lot easier on our kids and the parents, you know, not having to travel so much. But but like you mentioned, just the games, like that's one thing we missed. You know, that special season we had last year with the 20 wins and the, the five losses, you know, we just always would talk as coaches and be like, man, imagine if we were, you know, home, especially when we played, um, you know, some of them later games in district when we played like, Allender and places like that, you know, those schools like that, South Terrebonne. Uh, yeah, it adds a whole different dynamic. I mean, we say we used to say all the time, too, being at your home gym. Now, it was a home game, but being at, in the tank, like you said, at the home gym, you could probably add eight to ten points just because of where we at. And, I mean, eight to ten points, that's monumental in, a, in the game of basketball. So, uh, I think that – I hope, I hope it goes through. I hope that, uh, you know, I'm here in, like, end of October-ish. Uh, that'd be great. That means we'd be able to play all our home games there. We wouldn't have to go anywhere to play home games. And, and it would help us out tremendously for uh, for practice and all, too, for travel, you know, get the kids off the road and stuff. Yep, no doubt. Let's talk a little bit of football before we let you go. You guys did your spring and your spring game, doing off-season workouts and everything of the sort. I know BJ left the spring with the mindset of, hey, look, it was spring. We made some mistakes. We've got some work to do. But he thinks it's all correctable mistakes. What are your thoughts as the Tarpons are approaching the summer workouts? Yeah, I think uh, being, you know, a younger team we're going to be, we have a lot of guys that are going to, you know, they, they, you can tell when you coach them, they're looking at you to provide them the tools and to coach them up, and they, they're eager. You know, they, they, don't, they don't take anything for granted. They, they go hard every rep, you know. Um, I think 
getting them technically sound because we're going to go out there. We might not be the most talented, but if we technically sound, we don't make mistakes. We do the little things right, which I think that's what Coach Young means by, you know, correctable mistakes. If we focus on those little things, I think we're going to be a good football team. We're going to get a lot of potential out of uh, out of the players. Um, but this summer is going to be huge for us, not only strength, conditioning-wise, but just mentally uh, preparing for the grind of the season and uh, preparing, you know, so we do some practices, some scheme stuff. Uh, so I think going into the season, we got to become more technically sound, a little stronger, a little faster. We'll be we'll be fine. Very good. Look, buddy, we thank you so much for the time. Get back into that classroom, my man. All right, I appreciate it, Casey. Yep, that is Coach Brody Williams at South LaFouche doing a good job. We appreciate all those coaches taking some time out of their school day and spending some time with us. Look, man, I try to be truthful with my listeners. I'm catching a break right now. Y'all know why I'm catching a break right now, but Buddy Miller just bought some gratons into the studio. So I'm going to go and eat for about the next two and a half minutes. When we get back, we're going to have our weekend W's and L's. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. When your blood pressure is high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's 
shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Man, I feel like I feel like I'm doing a Scott Alexander right now. I'm eating on the air. I just swallowed my last gratin. Thanks to Buddy Miller, they got some wonderful snacks here in the studio today. And uh, well, I was just chowing down. Man, I need a need something to drink now. But anyway, we've got 25 minutes here left in the show. It's time to get our weekend W's and L's on our Monday. It's our usual Monday segment. Our first weekend W goes to Rafael Nadal. Rafael Nadal wins the French Open, wins his 22nd career Grand Slam. The guy is a marvel. Um, The guy is an absolute marvel. I don't know how he does what he does. I don't know how he has been consistently as good as he has been. Um, It's absurd that he was the number five seed in this tournament, a tournament that he's now won like 13 or 14 times. Every time the French Open is played, no matter what he is in the world rankings, no matter where he is, whatever it may be, he should be the number one seed. It was his 14th French Open championship, his 22nd Grand Slam title. He won in straight sets. He was not challenged, 6-3, 6-3, 6-love. And he said that he almost didn't play because his foot was asleep when he woke up. I wish that I could be that good at something with a numb foot, Rafael Nadal, you are absolutely amazing. You are the best to ever do it in the history of the sport. You have the most Grand Slam championships of anyone. Oh, man, that guy's amazing. Weekend L goes to NBA officiating. It was, look, last night I was watching a lot of college baseball. I didn't watch the NBA game too closely while I was live. And then I've since gone back and kind of paid attention. And one of the reasons why I wasn't paying close attention to the NBA game last night was also because it was a blowout. So what I'm about to say has no bearing on the outcome yesterday. Golden State beat the hell out of Boston in game two. They deserve to win. They were the better team yesterday by four. The NBA needs to clean up the relationship between players and officials. Coach Brian Colley and I talked about this last Monday. And last night it was like almost the storyline or the theme of the game between Golden State and Boston. Draymond Green gets an early technical foul. I have always said, as someone who doesn't necessarily root for the Warriors and who, quite frankly, roots against them more often than not, the worst thing for someone rooting against the Warriors is Draymond Green's first technical or his fifth total foul. Because the officials then allow him to just do whatever the hell he wants for the rest of the game. He gets his first technical foul early yesterday, and it's like a a toddler 
without guidance. He's just bumping into people, running into people, causing arguments, pushing and shoving matches because he knows there won't be a second technical foul. He's not going to be in a skirmish that will result in a double technical. He's not going to be in anything like that because he is Teflon. He is bulletproof. Last night, after getting a technical foul, he's in a pushing match with Jalen Brown. He's trying to pull Jalen Brown's shorts off, and the dude's out of control. And the fact that this is allowed to happen is a stain on the sport. These guys talk and chirp and show up the officials at every turn, and nothing is done. It's a turnoff. It's not something that I want to watch, and I know a lot of my friends are the same way. No one wants to see that. We want to watch basketball be played on the floor without all of this Jerry Springer stuff off of it. Like, they need to figure out a way to keep those guys' mouths closed. The officiating last night and what they let happen was appalling. And then more appalling than that was Steve Javi saying on the commentary team, yeah, you know, we kind of let this happen. You know, we kind of officiate guys differently, and, you know, we try not to throw anybody out. For what? It's unnerving, and it's bad for the sport. It's truly bad for the sport that certain guys get certain privileges that other guys don't get. Weekend W goes to Tennessee baseball. Tennessee is by far and away the best team in the country in college baseball. They are rolling. They go through their regional beating everybody that they faced. They haven't, you know, they're going to the Supers. They've got the best offense and the best pitching staff. That's the reason why their record is what it is. They were behind a couple of games in the tournament, and they just decide, all right, you know what, no big deal, we're not losing anymore, and they go score six, seven runs in an inning and hold you down the rest of the game. Tony Vitalo has got that program buzzing. They are humming in high gear. Tennessee gets a W. They're rash, they're cocky, they're arrogant, they do crazy things, they're flipping off people after hitting home runs, they rub a lot of people the wrong way, but it ain't cocky if you do it and you back it up. Weekend L goes to Deshaun Watson. Um... I'm beginning to have very real concerns about if we're ever going to see Deshaun Watson play again in the NFL. He was sued again today by another accuser who accuses inappropriate sexual conduct during a massage session. It's now 24 accusers who have sued Watson. His lawyers on Houston TV, sorry, I'm about to sneeze. If you hear me sniffling into the mic, I'm about to sneeze. It's allergy season. I guess with me, it's always allergy season, right? But anyway, that's another story for another day. But Watson's attorney is on Houston TV saying, oh, well, you know, it's not illegal to have a little happy ending at the end of a massage. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. That is gross. What, What are you guys doing? The fact that there are now 24 accusers the NFL is going to have to step in. They're going to have to give him some form of a suspension. And the fact that there continue to be accuser after accuser after accuser and this thing continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger, it just leads you to believe that at some point there's going to end up being some type of criminality involved in some of this stuff. And I don't know. I'm just not convinced that we're ever going to see him again. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just gets three, four game suspension at the beginning of the next season, and then he's back, and we forget this ever happened. But this is a big pile of garbage that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and as more garbage gets piled into it, it starts to stink more and more and more, and those fumes from that garbage are starting to extend wider and wider and wider. 
whenever there were new accusers coming at the beginning of this news cycle, it was kind of back page news. Now it's on the front page of ESPN.com. This thing is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The Browns just gave this dude an astronomical deal. And it may be nothing but cloudy with a chance of meatballs the entire contract. He may be in a situation where it's never going to stop raining. And it's going to just continue to get cloudier and cloudier and cloudier. And I'm not all the way convinced that we're going to ever see him again. Weekend W goes to Cody Rhodes of WWE. I talk wrestling here. It turns a lot of you guys off. My bad for that. But I also know that there's a large part of the audience that likes the wrestling talk, which is why we do it. Whether you're a wrestling fan or not, if you're just a fan of sports, if you're a fan of athleticism, if you're a fan of good showmanship, Google what Cody Rhodes did last night. He tore his pec weightlifting on like Wednesday or Tuesday of this past week. But still had a big premier pay-per-view match at a Hell in a Cell match against Seth Rollins scheduled for last night. Wrestling with a torn pec and with his body bruised to the point to where in the entire left side of his body was looked like a blood stain because of the bruise that had taken over his upper body on the left side. Rhodes somehow wrestled through what looked to be at times excruciating pain and put on one of the best matches in the history of the sport. Like 24, 25 minutes of absolute gold. The guy wrestled with a torn pec. I have no clue how, and told a story that they're going to be talking about for the rest of the history of the sport. Dave Meltzer has already said he's given it a five-star rating. He said it's one of the most compelling matches in the history of wrestling. I watched it. I'm a big fan and a historian of the sport. Unbelievably good stuff. Cody Rhodes came from AEW to WWE because he wanted an opportunity to be champion. He's earning respect there. When he gets back from that injury, he's going to knock off Roman Reigns and become WWE champion. And it's going to be much deserved. That guy sacrificed his body last night for their audience, sacrificed his future last night for their audience. It'd be one thing, you know, sometimes guys wrestle injured and the match lasts two minutes and they don't really bump anything. They kind of protect themselves. He went 20 plus minutes all out in excruciating pain and just found a way. Unbelievable theater. Weekend L goes to the Los Angeles Angels. They've now lost 10, 11 games in a row. They're inventing ways to lose games. They were up in the bottom of the ninth last night, give up a walk-off home run and lose it. The Angels were once in great position. They were like 10 games above 500. Now they're back below 500. They don't have any pitching. They have Mike Trout and Otani and Rendon and Welsh and all the great hitters, Marsh, all the guys in their lineup, but they can't get outs, and it's costing them. On the flip side to that, a weekend W goes to my Atlanta Braves. They go to Colorado. Braves are starting to get hot. They go to Colorado and get a sweep. Atlanta has now won, what, four or five games in a row. They're back above 500 after winning five straight, 28 and 27 on the year, and they're starting to look like a team that can maybe make a little bit of noise. Now, they've got a long way to go. The Mets are eight and a half games ahead of them and are playing great. The Mets are showing no signs of letting up. But Atlanta's also now just two games back of the wild card, and there are different avenues and different doors that are beginning to open for them. So we'll see what they could do, and we'll see what type of headway they can make as we look to go forward there. And then the last L that we talk about goes to just pitching in general in the NCAA tournament. First things first, I could have gave a W to like the NCAA tournament as a whole because I spent a lot of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday just binge-watching college baseball. There were a lot of really good games. LSU's involved in a regional. Talk a little bit about that in the next segment of the show. They're going to be playing a winner-take-all game with Southern Miss. 
Um, there's been some really good games, really some some really compelling games, some good finishes. You know, Tennessee was in a barn burner last night, and Miami was in a barn burner with Ole Miss. Like, there's been some really good games. But there have also been some games that have lasted five and a half, six hours because the score is like 30 to 20. There are a lot of teams around there that could really swing it. There are a lot of teams that don't have any more than one or two pitchers on their entire roster that have any business playing college baseball. And it's evident. The runs that have been scored in the NCAA tournament are mind-blowing. In just about every regional, there have been games or maybe even multiple games where there's been like 13 to 11 or 18 to 10 or even in some, like we said a minute ago, rare instances where like 29 to 18 or the amount of runs that have been scored is out of control. And if you're a guy who likes to bet, go to college baseball and bet a bunch of overs, man, because this is the last day of regionals. Teams are out of arms, and we're going to see a whole lot of runs get scored. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll break down the LSU regional final against Southern Miss. We'll get you your betting picks. Not a whole lot going on in the world of sports today. MLB schedule's light. There's no NBA. We've got a little bit of college baseball. But we'll figure out three picks for you in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. It's a little light of mine. Look around, Louisiana. What do you see? Litter. It's harmful. Ugly. Illegal. And it's everywhere. It's stealing our pride, our beauty, our shine, and your tax dollars. Governor Edwards and Lieutenant Governor Nungesser ask you to join them in keeping litter out of our state once and for all. Louisiana, it's time to put the paradise back in our sportsman's paradise. Visit LetLouisianaShine.org to keep Louisiana beautiful. Popeye's is a new look, but will have the same great-tasting, famous Louisiana chicken. Immediate job openings are available, and job training is immediately available. Apply online at workstream.com slash Popeye's or stop by the Popeye's La Rose location at 13952 West Main for on-site interviews. Listen here for updates on opening date, which is coming soon. That's Popeye's Louisiana Chicken. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Friend Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Friend difference. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. 
Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. You know, hearing the... Popeye's commercial during that last commercial break was a reminder that when they have their grand opening, we're going to be there. Play-by-play will be in the house celebrating Popeye's return to LaRose. They're getting close. I know that they said maybe, you know, late May, but now they're kind of pinpointing some early to mid-June. They're getting close, and we look forward to celebrating with them whenever they have their grand reopening date. It's play-by-play. Let's thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held on July 7th through 9th. At the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Southland Dodge and Homa, industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week at Rouse's Markets, tastes like home. Buzz Off is the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And then also Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organization. So let's get to our betting picks here. We've got three of them. Actually, you know what? Before we get to our betting picks, no. Uh, let's talk some college baseball. LSU is going to be taking on Southern Miss today at the Hattiesburg Regional. The Tigers won a miracle game against Kennesaw State on Friday, then another miracle game against Southern Miss on Saturday. Then the luck kind of ran dry yesterday. They fall behind Southern Miss and try to rally in the ninth, but come up a little bit empty. Um, couple things. A, LSU's not an elite college baseball team. I don't know if they win today, and if they do win today, they'll be hosting next weekend. So that actually would mean that there would be a pretty good chance that they would make it to the College World Series, but they're not an elite college baseball team. They're just not. They don't have the arms for that. Their pitching was, they ran out of pitching in the first game of the regional, you could argue. Mikhail Hilliard goes out, and they've really struggled to get outs ever since. Um, That's the first thing. The second thing is that you better beat LSU now. All the programs around the country, Southern Miss and the SEC schools, you better beat LSU now. Because Jay Johnson is a really good coach, and more important than that, those kids like playing for him. That was the thing of the end of the Maneri era. Is he was an older guy, he was on the way out, the sport's changing, college athletics are changing, and he never really bought into that. So when you would see him in the locker room and they would show like clips of him, he was always like sulky, he was always kind of salty, looked sad, didn't look happy, the vibe was never right. Compare that to now, where there's a boom box and the guys are cutting up and having fun. This is an LSU program that is fully bought in. It is not a roster that is conducive to winning a World Series yet. You don't have the right arms and everything. You got a number one recruiting class. You got a bunch coming back led by Dylan Cruz, who's the best college baseball player I've seen in a long, long time. You are going to be very, very good for the foreseeable future. Jay Johnson's going to hit the portal and get a pitch or two there to build depth he's going to high school recruit the heck out of things 
LSU is going to be better in the future, if not dominantly better in the future. I think they're in a great position. Do the Tigers win today? Ah, I don't know. Southern Miss seems to have more pitching than they do, but LSU certainly has really good offense that's capable of hitting good pitching. So if the Tigers could just have an arm that gets hot for three, four, five innings, much like Southern Miss had yesterday with that big lefty who came in and got hot, if it's LSU's turn tonight to have that one guy who could just go three, four shutout innings and just hold it down, the Tigers have a chance. If not, it may be Southern Miss who walks away with it. But either way, it should be a really good game. Betting pick number one, I like today. Over 13 and a half runs for North Carolina and VCU. Those two teams played yesterday. It was a football score. The pitching shouldn't be any better today. I see a bunch, a bunch of runs being scored. I like North Carolina and VCU to go over. Second betting pick of the day, I like Stanford to cover the run line. Minus one and a half against Texas State. Stanford is one of the best teams in the country. They play that West Coast kind of small ball type of thing, but they also clang it and bang it. They hit you know, some balls hard and go gap to gap and whatever it may be. They've got the third best odds of anyone in the country to make it to the College World Series. I think that Stanford is going to not just win today. I think they're going to beat Texas State decisively. So give me the Cardinal to win, oh, you know, nine to five, something like that, and cover the one and a half run spread. I like one game in the MLB today. It's a light MLB slate, but let me tell you the one that I like here. We pull up the exact numbers on FanDuel. I like tonight in the MLB uh, for the Guardians to beat the Rangers. Quantrill's pitching for the Guardians. He's really good. He's facing Gray for Texas, who, eh, he's just kind of there. ERA of five-ish. Gives up a bunch of runs. The Guardians have a great pitching staff, very underrated pitching staff. I like Cleveland to get the win today over Texas. We want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. I want to thank Coach Brian Colley sincerely for the time. Look, he's been a part of every single week of this show since its existence. We have had him on once a week since last December when we started the show. Man, we've now been doing this almost seven months. It's crazy to think. Um, I want to thank Coach Mike Barba for his time. It was fascinating to hear. You know, the stories of, oh, you know, we're designing our ring and, you know, we're, you know, we're making this something that the players have input in. And like, I talk with coaches all of the time about X's and O's and scheme and, you know, how you prepare for the next opponent, how you slow down a really good wide receiver, you know, how do you throw your starting pitcher in a big playoff game? Like we ask those questions to everybody. It's not often that you get to ask a dude like, Hey bro, how do you design your championship ring after you win the state championship? There haven't been very many of those. So it was awesome to hear kind of the little details that go into that and their story. Look, I don't know what goes into Hollywood production. And today, the world of Hollywood has become so crooked and loose that, you know, I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. Let me get off of that topic. But anyway, I don't know how Hollywood works. But if that isn't going to be made into a movie, what is? I mean, a storm destroys an area, destroys a school, displaces kids. They've got to go to school. Like from Burke to Gray is a long trek, 20, 25 minutes to campus over there. They're practicing off campus. They get off to a slow start to the year, uh, or 0-6 in district, find a way, find a spark, get hot, somehow, you know, win a couple playoff games and take some momentum, get to Sulphur, beat the number one and number two seeds, and then beat South Lafouche, who maybe was playing the best of anybody at the time. It's a movie just waiting to happen, and hopefully someday 
that story is told to the masses, but I think it could inspire a lot of people. And then we also want to thank our last calling guest of the day, which was, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. Who did we have as our last calling guest of the day? Oh, Coach Brody Williams. Duh. Um, we had Coach Brody on to talk about Tarpon basketball and where things are headed. Uh, there are some big summer league games that are going to be happening in the next couple of days. You know, E.D. White is going to be busy over at Ellender. Well, not Ellender. Over at Terrebonne High, Ellender is going to be hosting the summer league. So if you got an opportunity in the afternoon and, you know, heck, go make the trip to Homa. Like, that's that's one thing. I'm going to go try to get pictures or whatever the next couple of days over at Terrebonne. Like, make an outing of it. Like, you go eat out and, you know, go get some Ronnie's. Like, you don't have to just go to the basketball game. Go have a good time, man. We've been closed up and locked down for so long. It's time for us to start having some fun again. And that's certainly what we hope to do over the summer. So thanks to all those calling guests. Ultimately, thanks to you all for listening as well. We're back tomorrow with Mr. Stan Grov off our TGMC Tuesday. And we'll break down another one of your high school football schedules. You've been listening to Play by Play. This is Casey Jiskar signing off, wishing you a wonderful rest of the day. God bless everybody. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE. 102.7 FM Golden Meadow.